Wow, here we go again. Thank, welcome to our Wednesday evening service, and I'm excited about what God is going to say to you, and the transformation is going to take place in your life for the rest of your life. In this year of 2021, I'm believing that this is truly going to be a supernatural year of manifestations because it's your time. Say it's my time. Therefore, uh, like, let me just make a couple before I get into the word. Uh, don't forget about morning prayer at 6 o'clock in the morning. Then also, uh, don't forget about our evening. Uh, also, we have Saturday after uh, morning prayer. Park and pray is our, uh, every morning at 10 o'clock a.m. on Sunday. North, South, and Loomis campuses is our park and pray. Okay? And so please make every effort to come out. It's going to make a difference in your life and the difference of lives you're going to make through your prayer and your sacrifice. Then February, make, it, make sure you write it down, February the 2nd through the 4th is our RISE conference, and we're talking about being able to move the church, leadership, every aspect of your life forward in a big way in this year. Uh, I'm believing this is going to be the year that we're going to see some tremendous breakthroughs and increases in your churches and in the lives. So, Register now, as soon as you can, go online uh, to our website, webpage, and you can get the information and register. All right, let's get into the Bible study. All right, so look with me in your Bible, and I want to make a couple of things with, uh, before I read the scripture, but Habakkuk 2 and 1, and I'm going to go from there. But I, I've been teaching about the power of planning, the power of planning, I'm going to call them the the PPs, that uh, you got to understand the power of planning in your life. And if this year is going to be an exceptional year, some things going to happen because I, I put this down that the planning is the secret for champions. Write it down in your notes. Planning is the secret for champions. And so what the enemy doesn't want you to do is to be a, a real champion and really experience God's greater blessing. And then planning helps you to also eliminate wrong people from your schedule, to eliminate wrong people from your schedule. I'm just going over a couple of little points that I brought out already, but help you eliminate wrong people in your schedule. And boy, I know for me, I got so many people pulling at me, and I have to really fight to keep myself on schedule and not allow people to get in there that would steal what I'm trying to do that day and have planned. Then another point that I brought out is that success, success is usually a scheduled event. Success is usually a scheduled event. It doesn't happen by accident because they planned it. They worked the plan and they planned the work and they worked the plan. So it's a scheduled event. And then one more, a couple more points here, and that planning focuses us. When you start uh, planning and making uh, plans and writing them down, you really get your focus, your attention to what is needed most. And the enemy doesn't like uh, a person, number one, that understands the secret of uh, success is planning. He doesn't want you to be able to uh, have this focus in your life that is going to cause your attention to be focused on what is needed most and make some things happen. And then uh, another one more uh, a point that I wanted to bring out, that planning requires discipline and determination. 
Planning do requires discipline and determination. Doesn't happen by accident, it's gonna be some work. In fact, I just wanna read one scripture on that real quickly out of Proverbs, Proverbs the 13th chapter. Proverbs 13, I didn't have this down, so just don't take this away from me, but I wanna read Proverbs 13. And uh, uh, it's a couple of things here. But look with me in Proverbs 13 and 4. And it says, the soul of the sluggard desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent maketh it fat or prosperous. And then in the 10th chapter, if you look in the 10th chapter, in verse 4 also, Proverbs 10 and 4, and it says, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. And that word fat means uh, prosperous. This word rich means rich. But it happens behind the hand of the diligent. So when I talk about that planning requires discipline or diligence, I could put the word diligence and determination uh, for things to happen in your life will truly cause your life to flourish this year. Let's just set ourselves in agreement that this year is going to be an extraordinary year. Let's not even talk about 2020, uh, either the good or the bad, the good or the bad. Let's just move, look forward to this year and let's start planning our lives to move forth in a positive way. And listen, man, what didn't happen last year can happen this year, but we've got to be diligent. We've got to be determined, have determination, writing a plan, making it plain up on the table. Look what it says here in the book of Habakkuk. is where I left off last time. Habakkuk, and I want to give you another point, and it says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain, and it says uh, up on the table, that he that may run that readeth it. He that may run that readeth it. So uh, make it plain, write it up on the table. Write, write the vision. Write your dream out. Write your goals out. Write them out because they're going to determine uh, when you start making those plans and you write out that dream, that vision, that goal, everything is going to start happening. One more time. One more time. Look what it says here. Habakkuk 2 and 2. And, uh, and it says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision. Write the goal. Write the dream out. Make it plain upon the tables or tape recorders or, or phones or whatever thing that you have. And it says that he may run that readeth. You have an opportunity to help other people get their life, move their life forward as well as yours. Okay? So I want you to write this one down. I, I added just a little extra one here. And uh, can I get that also out of the uh, New King James Version and the Living Bible? New King James says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon the table, that he may run who reads it. All right. Uh, I, I wrote this down. Planning is, is the starting point for any dream. Planning is the starting point for any dream, for any goal, or any vision that you possess. You, whatever you got in you, you got that dream in you, you got that vision in you, you got that goal in you that you want to become this or do that. Listen to me, planning 
is the starting point for that to happen, to happen in your life. It starts there, okay? So let me get right on into some other points here. So God always honors men or women who plan. You need to put that down. God always honors men and women who plan. God always honors men and women who what? Plan. So when you plan, then God is going to honor that. He's going to show respect to that. He's going to give some special attention to that when you make a plan. So watch this here. Noah planned to build an ark. God gave him the work <coughs> to do. Gave him a hundred. It was 120 years of building it. God was very specific in how to build it. Noah didn't know nothing about building no ark. Anybody never seen an ark before? Uh, there had never been no floods or, you know, even rain at that time. And, uh, but God told him what to do and gave him a plan. So Noah planned to build the ark and made that plan and stuck with it and saved his family and the human race. Thank God for Noah. And then number two, Solomon took time to plan the building of the temple. Solomon took time to build in the temple. If you read all the, the things that took place to help build the temple that God gave him to, it was huge. It was big. But it, was a, it had a plan. They didn't just go and say, we're going to build it and start throwing stuff together. No, it took a plan to make it happen. And it was magnificent. And then we see Moses took time to plan the tabernacle. Moses took time to plan the tabernacle. Nothing happened by accident. It happened by deliberate planning, being, being diligent, being uh, determined, uh, being able to show forth uh, the, that diligence and determination to make it happen. Look what it says here. Moses took time to build the tabernacle, Solomon, the temple, Noah, the ark. And here's a, my last point, and that is that your Bible is the plan of God for you, the world, and eternity. The Bible is a plan for, from God for you, for the world, and for eternity. What the enemy doesn't want you to do is to have a plan for your life to make a plan to do something in a big way. In the book of Luke 14, chapter verse 28 and through 31, out of the Message Bible, Luke 14, 28 verses, Luke 14, 28 through 31, like the message says, is there anyone who here who is planning to build a new house and doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost so that you can know if you can complete it? Wow. If you can complete it? It says, uh, if you only get the foundation laid, and then run out of money, you're going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. That's the Message Bible. And it, so it says here, is, any, there, is there anyone here who is planning to build a new house? Planning to build, watch this here, let me go off for a second. Planning to build a marriage. Well, what books are you reading? What classes are you taking? 
You know, people just think I can just get married and everything's going to be all right. If that's the case, we wouldn't have divorce. Huh? The, the, so if you're planning anything in your life, a business, your life, God's Bible has planned everything already for you. It's in the Word. All you got to do is read it and start operating on it. God has a plan for your life, a wonderful plan. Mm, 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 mm. And then if you want to be married, let me just say this here. Uh, next month, I'll be married 48 years on February the 10th, 48 years. But, I, you know, I, I thank God so much for the people that put into me and gave me the word and the things that I read and stuff to help me to have a successful marriage. 48 years of marriage and then being uh, a pastor on top of that and also being a businessman, uh, uh, leader. I mean, I could go on and on. It, nothing happened by accident. It's because I've been planning. I, I got a hold of this long time ago. When I got ready to marry Brenda, I told her, that I started giving her a plan for what we were going to do, where we were going to go. I had no plans on ministry. was nowhere in there. Not at all. But God had a plan, and that plan was for me to be where I am. <clears throat> but I just took all the other plans, except being an attorney, a trial attorney, and to do what I'm doing now, and, uh, but my business, other business parts, I've done it all, working it, and God has blessed me. And, and, and uh, I thank him, but it didn't happen by accident or happenstance. It happened because of deliberate determination, uh, planning, di being diligent and doing what you do. And it's sometimes it's tedious, it's, it's, it's challenging, but you got to do it. And then I told you, I think it was last week, about Mary Kay wouldn't go to bed. Mary Kay Ash, who owns the Mary Kay products, multi-million dollar corporation, if not billion, she had, wouldn't go to bed at night without putting down six points of things that she needed to do the next day to work on those six areas. And if she didn't get them done, but staying focused on them, then she would carry it over to the next day and add it on to the other ones that she had to do. But you just stand focused. I got these things to do. Every day, I measure my success every day according to how many of the things that I was able to do that I had planned the night before. I measure my success tonight. When I get ready to go to bed, I'm going to look at what I did during the day to gauge my success of that day. Was that a good day? Did I take out the time to do what I had planned? Or did I let myself get uh, off kill or lose my focus or that I let some wrong people come into my life that were stealing my time at the time. There's so many things that come against you from being successful as a planner. I, I, hope, I, I hope you feel me right now. Okay, all right, okay. So it says, is there anyone here who is planning on building a new house? Doesn't, doesn't first sit down to figure out the cost, what it's going to cost, uh, so that you'll know uh, what it was going to cost you to complete it. Otherwise, people are going to make fun of you. They're going to make fun of you. Okay. All right. So write this down. Planning should involve a constant consulting uh, in your life with your mentor, the Holy Spirit. Uh, it should be a constant uh, relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to raise my hand, and I thank God for the Holy Spirit because, whoo, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for him 
aiding and helping me. And I mean, it was sometimes I felt like I was all by myself and dealing with all kind of issues. And, uh, but the Holy Spirit be able to guide me and direct me and help me has made such a huge difference in your life. So I, I'm, I'm constantly uh, asking and l listening for the leading of the Holy Spirit to aid and assist me and help me in whatever direction uh, I feel that I needed to go or whatever plans or goals or dreams or visions that I had that day. Amen. So constant uh, consulting with him. What do you think about this? What do you, you know, when I didn't do it, when I didn't, wasn't constantly doing it, I don't want to make you think I did it all the time because I've had some failures in my life and the failures happened because of my lack of being constantly uh, listening to and uh, hearing what he has to say and, you know, consulting with him. And so I've had some failure because even when he was trying to speak to me, when I wasn't listening, I, I had, uh, it cost me something. So I mean, I've learned that the value of listening to him and the importance of it is so important to me and what God wants to do. And I'm telling you, if we're going to have something happen this year, if there's going to be a big time, a big season, a big breakthrough in your life this year, it's going to happen because you make a decision that you are going to write out that plan and then, then you're going to take action to make it happen. You're going to do what you got to do. It's not going to happen by happenstance. Thank God for, I believe, for blessings and impartation. But sometimes it just takes those basic areas, most of the time, of you writing it out and being able to stay focused on it and keeping it before you and going back over it and looking at it again and sometimes going back over it and looking at it again, keeping yourself focused on it, getting your planning book. I know some people don't even know what that is. So the Holy Spirit, oh, I went off for a minute. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the real key to mostly anything and big happening in your life. And so I, I thank God for him. I, I, I fellowship with him every night, every, during the day, early in the morning. And look what it says here in the book of uh, John 14, 26 about the Holy Spirit. John 14, 26, write it down, look it up. John 14, 26 says, but the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Underline that. He shall teach you all things. Underline it. Put some Christmas tree lights on it. Some of y'all ain't taking down your Christmas tree lights from last year. Take them down. Put them and wrap it around there. He shall teach you all things. And look what it says here. And bring all things to your remembrance. You need to circle them to all. All teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. I, I'll, before I say, when I'm going to minister, Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit leading me and guiding me and directing me and bringing things, all things to my remembrance. I receive it now. Thank you for it in Jesus' name. I declare that I have the mind of Christ. I have supernatural recall, supernatural comprehension, supernatural understanding. I believe it in Jesus' name, a supernatural memory. And he shall bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Mm, 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 mm. I receive. Thank God for the Holy Spirit bringing it back to us. 
helping us to be able to stay focused, helping us to keep our, uh, our, 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 our actions moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And that is great. So another point of planning the secret uh, for your future is hidden in your daily routines. The secret for your future is hidden in your daily routine. Watch this here. If you are doing some things every day, some people, they got a habit every day of doing these certain things, and then they wonder why some things are not happening because they're not changing uh, from their daily routine. So here it is again. The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. And so there, you need to look at what am I doing daily? Am I staying in the bed too long? Uh, am I not getting up early enough to do, to do my exercises or my reading or my prayer? Uh, your secret is hidden in your daily routine. You're either good for you or either bad. Either good or bad. But it's hidden in your daily routine. If I don't like what's going on in my life right now, then I need to look at my daily routine because it's my daily routine that is what's holding me back because I've got stuck in a rut in some areas of my life. And so now I need to change my routine. I need to change some things. All right, okay, all right. I can tell y'all got issues with that, but we'll, we'll deal with it. But look with me in Proverbs, the sixth chapter, Proverbs, the sixth chapter. And uh, you know, I've heard people say this a lot, but about the ant, you know, the ant and how powerful it is. Look what he says about the ant. Go to the ant, thou sluggard, you lazy, trifling person, and consider her ways and be wise. Go to the ant and look at him. The ant has no leader. The ant is knowing what they got to do. They're focused, and they're going, and they're building, and they're doing the things that they need to do. Go back. Look at me. Go back to there's a point right there. And it says, so go to the end, you slugger, and consider her ways. Watch what she does. During the summer, they're busy working and getting ready to bid planning for the har harvest and then storing up the harvest for the winter because they know they can't do what they need to do all the other time. So it, working and looking at the ant provides, the, she provides her meat uh, in her summer and then she's gathering all the time for the things, the ants is always thinking ahead, thinking ahead, thinking ahead. Go back to six, I want to read it all together, six, seven, and eight. And it says, go to the ant down sluggard and consider her ways and be wise, verse seven, and which has no guide, overseer, or ruler. Verse, and then it says, it provides her meat in the summer and gathers her food in, uh, in the harvest, knowing that winter is coming. And some people are wondering, well, what is happening? How come things ain't happening for me? You know, it hurts me when I see some people that have never planned for their, re for their uh, latter years. Right now, I'm in my, what they would call my winter years. And I've had my, my spring and my summer and my fall, and I'm, I'm 71, I'm in my uh, winter years but I'm still believing it's going to be a long winter. Amen. A long winter and a, and a glorious winter. But I, I plan for my, this time 
uh, so that I would not be caught struggling and my wife struggling and having problems. We plan and then we work this plan for these 48 years next month, okay? So and then number 10, and then, well, I think I'm gonna close out on number 10. And then it says planning should involve uh, your circle of advisors, your circle of advisors or uh, counselors, advisors. In other words, everybody, what did I just say? Everybody needs to have some people in their life that can give them counsel, that can give them some advice, some help. So I have a circle of advisors. I got people that I call when I'm dealing with different areas to get their advice, their counsel on what I'm doing. So planning should always involve, what, what do you think about this? What about this? See, I got somebody offering me a business deal the other day. So when they laid it all out for me, and it sounds so good, you know what I did? I went to one of my uh, advisors and laid it out to them and said, what do you think about this? And they said, well, you know, this and that gave me some other counsel on it. I got another one I'm going to go to. I'm not going to just jump into something without going and getting the counsel, getting the advice, because planning involves this. Some people might not ever say this, but I'm telling you, it involves, uh, is very involved in planning, is getting your circle of counselor or advisors to help you to make good choices. In Ecclesiastics 4 and 9, Ecclesiastics 4 and 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Two are better than one. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9. I'm going to tell you something. <coughs> two are better than one. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. Yes, it is. Two are better than one. And so that's why you need to have some advisors. You need a, a, some counselors, somebody that can give you some direction. When people get ready to get married, I encourage them. You need to go for counseling. Don't just jump up and get married. You need to get some counseling. You need some advisors. You need somebody to do it. So we have classes for uh, what we call winning marriage classes that they can get some counsel, some advice in that area. We have counselors that we have that they go through a 12-week course to learn because it's all about learning. You know, I told somebody today they want to start a business. They got a lot of wisdom and knowledge and experience. They tell me I'm starting a business. I said, well, you need to go to, the, to our uh, school, uh, our Genesis School of Business and Entrepreneurship. You need to go to that and start learning how to be able to do and get, how to get some businesses off the ground, start some things. Everything starts by planning. And therefore, I need counsel. I need to get some knowledge. I need to get some information. I need to get some understanding in Jesus' name. Look with me in your Bible to the book of Ephesians. Then I'm going to stop right here on this verse here. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1. And look what it says here in Ephesians 1. And Paul says here in verse 17, and that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. 
that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that you may know the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory and glory uh, and, uh, and his inheritance in the saints. Wow, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that you would uh, be enlightened, that you know what is the hope and the calling and how to make that plan get to where you want to go. Nothing happens by accident. It happens by deliberate determination, doing what you got to do and doing it and working it until you experience exactly what you're looking for. So I'm, I'm sending myself in agreement that planning, I think I got a few more points here. Uh, just a couple more points here concerning the area of, if you put, put down Proverbs 11 and 14 says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Proverbs 11 and 14. Another point, planning is the starting point for any dream, goal, or that you possess. It is the starting point. My last point here, and that is, an exceptional life will require exceptional planning. An exceptional life requires exceptional planning. Say that. An exceptional life requires exceptional planning. No, it doesn't happen by accident. So in Proverbs 19, 19 chapter verse 21 out of the Living Bible, in the Living Bible says, you can make your plans, but the Lord purposes will prevail. Out of the Amplified Bible, and it says, you can plan, many plans are in the man's mind, but the Lord, but it is the Lord's uh, purpose for him that will stand and be carried out. And the Passion Translation says, a person may have many ideas concerning God's plan for his life, but only the design for the purpose of him will be succeed uh, at the end. So, listen to me. Everything happens when you start making the plan to start doing what you got to do to get to where you want to go so you can have what you want to have, be what you want to be. Go back up to the last point there. It is exceptional. To be have an exceptional life is going to take some exceptional planning. It's, that's not going to happen in, by any other way. An exceptional life. I'm agreeing that you're going to have an exceptional life, that this year is going to be the, a big year in your life. So say this with me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. Take the throne of my life and use me as your instrument in Jesus' name. If you said that Christ has come into your life, text us here at New Life at 55444. And we want to get connected with you. Share this teaching. Oh, this, you got to share it. Push the like button. You got to be able to text it to somebody, encourage somebody else to get involved with this. This teaching is going to save so many marriages and families and businesses and people's lives, this teaching on planning. I think I did three sessions on it, maybe four. You need to get them all, go back over them, share them with other people, and uh, listen to me, become a friend with us and get, get connected with us. Amen. Be a partner with us, and uh, we, love, we love you and thank you so much. If you haven't had a chance to give, please 
So you see now, when we're in a regular service service, we give you a chance to give. Giving is the heart of God. When you give, God, hearts get stirred. Angels get stirred to move on your behalf because there's always seed time, which is right now, and then there's harvest. I'm agreeing for you that your harvest is gonna be far greater and bigger than you could think or imagine in the name of Jesus. Receive your harvest. By the seed that you sow, you can sow a minimum seed, you can sow a, 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 a seed of generosity or an exceptional seed. But whatever you do, you wanna get something in the ground because you can't believe for a harvest without the seed in the ground. So Father, thank you that as they bring their tithes, their offerings, their gifts of love, and as they give into a daring faith and, uh, and as they share their love and thanksgiving through their giving, thank you for the manifold return back to them over and above. Listen to me, love you. Brennan and I love you. Again, don't forget our morning prayer at six o'clock in the morning. Don't forget about Park and Pray coming up every Sunday at 10 o'clock. North Campus here, also in the Loomis and also in the South Campus. Our RISE Conference is coming up. RISE is coming up here February the 2nd through the 4th. Please register, go online to calvarychristiancenter.com and register for the RISE Conference. Share it with other pastors and leaders and business people. This conference is gonna be a conference like no other. We love you. Remember this, that the word works. Ah, when you work the word. Amen. Love you. See you next time.